fools will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Okay, welcome, Christian Israel, white nationalists, constitutionalists, truth lovers everywhere. This is Eurofolk Radio, the Restoration Hour. Today is December 31st, 2022. We're in the last hours of 2022 here. It's 7.02 p.m. here in central Illinois. And I guess it's already midnight in London and Germany and places like that. So 2023 is beginning in the eastern quadrant of the planet and uh, moving on west. So today we're going to revisit a subject that I haven't done in a long while. In fact, I think the last time I did it was when I was in, uh, before Eurofolk Radio, and uh, it's a seminal document uh, created by a group of Israelite elders that got together in Ohio in the year 2003, including myself, Pastor Dan Johns, uh, Clifton Emmeheiser, Doc Waterman, Dick Ford, I'm trying to think who else was there. Anyway, it was... The purpose of the meeting was to reestablish the 24 Elders Council of Israel. And we were going to try, try to maintain this council until the Judgment Day. <laughs> Didn't work out that way. Uh, Pastor Dan Johns went his separate way. But most of the others, for, you know, for various reasons, but primarily economic reasons, because it's very difficult for 24 people to get together once or twice a year and having them to drive 16 hours at a time, etc. So uh, it's, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of expense. But nevertheless, we did have three, I think maybe four meetings in Ohio and Michigan at which we laid down the principles of Christian identity. And so I put the link in the chat room here and this is from the archive uh, site at anglo-saxonisrael.com. And, of course, that's uh, you can go to archive.org. And then once you are logged into archive.org, you just type in the, the website you want to look up. And so you type in anglo-saxonisrael.com. I think you may have to put the www in front of that as well. And the best time to look this up is in the year 2019. I think it's October 29th is the exact date because they have multiple copies of Anglo-Saxon Israel up on the Internet Archive. Uh, that one is by far the best. 
and that it was the last one before I had to uh, give up control of the uh, Drupal website because my webmaster just couldn't do it anymore. So it's been taking me quite a while to get the new site going. Uh, we do have the slideshows up, and that is now www.anglo-saxonisrael.com. And uh, there are several articles, but we have to do the documents. The documents from the old site have yet to be put up. We were focusing on the slideshows because those are of great significance and great importance. The Migration Chronicles slideshow, uh, Chris Peed's uh, Gog and Magog slideshow, that's uh, 19 parts, I believe it is. Tremendous documentation about the Khazars, essentially, the Khazars and Edomites, how they are, in fact, Gog and Magog. And we did a couple of shows about that topic recently here on Eurofolk Radio. So it's very important that these subjects are spread abroad. And so I'll be working very hard in 2023 to get anglo-saxonisrael.com populated with all of the relevant articles so that people can reference those much more easily other than the archive.org. So, but uh, my gratitude to archive.org, I've donated to them over the years. Uh, They're a free website, and what they do is they take copies of existing websites and maintain them. So if that website goes down, you can actually go back to their site. If there's something you're trying to find and have no idea how to find it, because it's gone. In fact, I should have tried I Am The Witness because I talked about that a couple of days ago because uh, I Am The Witness has some fantastic articles on it. As a matter of fact, uh, I think while I'm here, before it slips my mind, I'm going to try to do that. So I'm going to go to www.archive.org because the IamTheWitness.com had some of the best articles. In fact, the article I talked about uh, a couple nights ago on Ukraine, how the Jews have uc- controlled Ukraine since 1991. And so I'm going to type in I am the witness. I am the witness.com, I believe it was and see if anything shows up here. If that doesn't show up, I'll try. Uh, Okay, something came up here. All right, saved 1,200 times, and apparently, I know the website, I Am The Witness, is defunct, but it looks like it had a major, uh, major update in 2017, so let me click on 2017, and I'll just randomly choose. Well, here, this looks like a really busy month, August. So they took a snapshot on August 29, 2017, and see what comes up. And, uh, okay, oh, no, the domain is for sale. <laughs> All right, so it's been quite a while. So you probably have to go back to, like, 2003 or something like that to find uh, something that has been saved because that's what I found when I tried to access the other night. It's a, the, the domain is for sale if anybody wants it. 
All right, so, but let's get into tonight's topic, which is the identity challenge and how we in identity and these 24 elders that got together in 2003 put together this document over a period of several days and pizza, <laughs> and a lot of ordering pizza. Actually, it was more than, uh, I think it took us two sessions. So the second time we got together uh, was in, uh, I think, twice in Ohio. And uh, by the second time, we had hashed this out, the identity challenge, the mission statement that was also put up on your uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon Israel. And uh, I had started Anglo-Saxon Israel just before we had this conference. So this was, uh, to us, I mean, we really thought we were going to change the world when we uh, got together for this conference. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Not exactly giving up hope there, folks. We're going to persist in our uh, attempts to change the world for the better. Okay, so uh, and let me just get get back in touch here with the chat room. And here we go. Yes. Okay, so let's go back to the Identity Challenge. The link is in the chat room, so you can uh, click on it and follow along. And this was by the ECRCI, which was the Ecclesiastical Council for the Restoration of Covenant Israel. That is the title we chose for the group. A statement addressed to Christian Israel in America and around the world. The man of sin will be revealed. That's a a reference to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where Paul says the man of sin will be revealed. And the document begins... To all Christians who love the truth and who love Jesus Christ, this message is for you. The Ecclesiastical Council for the Restoration of Covenant Israel is issuing this challenge to all of those Bible believers who have been taught that the Jews are, quote-unquote, God's chosen people. The ECRCI takes the position that this teaching is a historical lie. And we also know that the rabbis of Judaism although they have been teaching this doctrine for 2,000 years, also know that it is a lie. And of course, this is what Christian identity is all about, exposing this gargantuan lie, this 2,000-year-old lie. So recently, I was sent an email by a lady whose first name is Sarah. I won't uh, give any more details challenging uh, this document and uh, asking, thinking that she could refute the contents of this document. So we exchanged a couple of emails and I challenged her to prove that the Jews are the object of Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3. And uh, she was unable to. Uh, Only by imputation, which is what the rabbis do, is they impute certain things, uh, uh, clearly not stated, and therefore since the the word Jew is not not even found in the Torah, and Genesis 12, 1 through 3 is not about Jews at all, it's about Abraham's 
descendants through Sarah, Hagar, and Keturah, and nobody else. Okay, these are the nations from coming from the loins of Abraham and his three wives. So none of these people were Jews. You have to go down to Isaac and Rebekah, who begat Jacob and Esau, and then you have to trace Esau into his marriage into the Canaanite tribes, his repudiation of the birthright, and his declaration that he will kill Jacob, and, you know, marriage outside of his race, etc., etc. So we trace the Jews from Esau, and that whole line that Esau married into, namely the Canaanites, which go all the way back to the garden, Genesis 3.15, right? Where Eve was seduced by Nachash and begot Cain. And the Bible gives us these two genealogies uh, very straightforwardly in the case of the Adamic, of Adam kind, from Seth all the way down to Yahshua Messiah, and we continue that line into Europe, and uh, the kings of Europe who came after David, direct descendants of David, etc., etc. And the Jews cannot demonstrate any such thing. So, uh, and then the, uh, the lineage of Cain is given to us in Genesis chapter 4, and we're told about Canaan, and uh, Canaan married into the Kenites of Genesis chapter 4. And then the Canaanites became the enemies of the Israelites. And Esau married into those Canaanites. Those Canaanites, uh, in Genesis 36, it says, Esau is Edom. And these Edomites, uh, if you just trace them historically through the Bible and through their own history, they will admit that Edom is in modern Jewry. And that the religion of the Babylonian Talmud is the religion of the Pharisees, of the scribes and Pharisees. The Jews admit all these things, right? So because they admit these things, we we have to publicize these facts around the world. So let's continue. Who is the Antichrist? Children, describing the return of Christ... The book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us, quote, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That's verse 3. Matthew 24.14 tells us, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. <laughs> all right? So, has the gospel been preached to all the world, even to those that we're not supposed to preach it to? <laughs> yes, it has. Absolutely no doubt about that, folks. And it has been preached to by Jews. And oh, it has been preached by Israel, Anglo-Saxon Israel. Okay, but it's really great to see this is still up on the web archive, or archive.org. It's also referred to as the Wayback Machine. You can search for the Wayback Machine and you'll get the link to get to uh, their archives. Matthew 24, 14 tells us, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And of course, the Old Testament says, Ye, speaking to Israel, 
Ye are my witnesses. So who has been witnessing the Bible to the world? The Jews or the Anglo-Saxons? I mean, the missionaries of Germany, England, America, you know, Canada, Australia, etc. These people are not Jews. They're not the, the Jews don't witness the Bible. All they do, do, do is go around claiming they're God's chosen and claiming they have uh, retained the oracles of God. But outside of that, they don't witness the Bible to anybody, not even to their own people. Because they're so steeped in ritual, there's very little teaching there. And, of course, they don't even teach from the book of Daniel. Uh, they, they deny Isaiah 53 is about Yahshua Messiah. And they're not like Ezekiel either. <laughs> okay? They don't like the prophetic books that prophesy the Messiah. So they are reprobates, 100% reprobates. They don't teach the whole Old Testament. They teach Talmud, not Old Testament. And again, they admit this in their own writings. So we stand on really solid ground. So, so far, I don't see how anybody could challenge these statements so far. So let's continue here. We have established four conditions which, according to Paul and Matthew, must obtain before the judgment and the second coming. Okay? The the evil people will be revealed. The great deceiver, the man of sin. Of course, the man of sin is the Babylonian rabbi, Talmudic rabbi. And of course, there's a whole school of them. And uh, they actually disagree a lot with one another. So you can't even get a straight answer from a single rabbi. They all, all disagree with each other. So where the Bible is not like that, especially if you do the word studies, there's very little to disagree about once you actually know the meanings of the Hebrew and Greek words. But with uh, with Judaism, we only concern ourselves with the Hebrew. But let's continue. So these four conditions are, one, there will come a falling away. This is the prophecy of the great apostasy. Given the current denial of the Ten Commandments, the acceptance of homosexuality, remember, this is way back in 2003. This is 19 years ago. The denial of the divinity of Christ, and this is in Christianity, the erosion of morals, the decadence of entertainment, etc., etc. Is there any doubt that the whole world, Christianity included, has fallen away from the true faith? Uh, there can be no doubt. Of course, the Jews never had this faith, so the great apostasy doesn't apply to them. But they are also apostates because their Talmud denies the Torah. Number two, the man of sin, the son of perdition, will be revealed. This one is not so obvious to most Christians, but this paper will reveal his identity, as Paul has prophesied. Three, the gospel of the kingdom has been preached throughout the entire world, even in countries you have never heard of, and in languages you do not understand, over 400 at all. Four, and the Jews had nothing to do with this, four, there will be deception involved. <laughs> Tell me about it. Lots of deception. Okay? 
that the uh, man of sin who will be revealed is a really great deceiver. 1 John 2.22 tells us, Who is a liar but he who denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. All right, so we let's cut some slack for the Jews and assume that they actually believe in Yahweh. We know they don't believe in Yahweh. They're the ones who deny him most vociferously. But let's assume that they do because they claim they do. Well, the term Antichrist is clearly defined here as saying someone who denies both the Father and the Son. So, if they deny the Son, they are Antichrists. Period. And the Jews definitely deny the Son. And First John also tells us, well, let's, uh, let's read First John 4, 3. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. So what could it be that was already in the world? Of course, it is Judaism, folks. Can't be the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church didn't exist yet. It wasn't Rome, because they could care less. Of course, all the heathen world denied that Jesus uh, was the Son of God. However, not all of them did. Because in the pagan world, they believed in multitudes of gods and goddesses. And even the Romans would cut the Christian slack and say, well, if that's the God you believe in, that's the God you believe in, fine with us. Just pay your tribute. Continuing with the article, we have more scriptural propositions that can lead to only one conclusion. One, he who denies Jesus Christ is a liar. Two, the Antichrist is anyone... 1 John 2.18 tells us that there are many antichrists, not just one, who denies both the Father and the Son. Those who do not confess Jesus as God come in the flesh, possess the spirit of antichrist. Number four, antichrist was already in the world as John wrote this letter. Children of Yahshua, is it not obvious who these people are? <laughs> is it not obvious what religion it is that has denied both the Father and the Son? For over 2,000 years, the Jews have denied that Jesus is the Son of God. They still deny it today. All of the anti-Gibson oh, anti rhetoric about the movie, The Passion of the Christ, that was big at that time, has come from only one group of people, the Jews and their accomplices. They hate Jesus Christ, and they hate the New Testament, which is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And we use the you know common expression, Jesus Christ, because the, the intent of this identity challenge was to promote it to Christian groups who would be unfamiliar with the terms Yahweh and Yahshua. So, you know, the reason we, we don't reject those terms, we don't reject the terms God, Lord, Jesus Christ, etc., is because we want to relate to Judeo-Christians. We want to relate to our brethren who have been deceived by this false doctrine. 
So we don't want to chase them away by using words they don't understand. They might think we're being haughty by using such language. And uh, they would, uh, you know, not not want to associate with us for that reason. So we have to be humble and accept their terminology until we can you know, explain to them why Yahweh and Yahshua are the correct terms. Be that as it may, okay, we continue. For over 2,000 years, the Jews have denied that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and they still deny it today. But you say that you have been taught that Jesus was a Jew. Please show us where the scriptures say he was a Jew. Actually, the the New Testament does not say he was a Jew. (laughs) It says he was a Nazarene. It says he lived in Galilee. It says he was an Israelite. But it doesn't say he was a Jew. In fact, John 7, 1 says... Jesus would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. So this is just another Pharisaic lie that the rabbis tell in order to deceive you. The scriptures tell us that the man of sin will deceive all except the elect. In essence, this means that the whole world except for those very few who were not fooled. And wow, <laughs> The world is still, well, we've made some progress in the last 20 years. We've seen all kinds of new websites pop up and videos popping up explaining our position, not just from our point of view, from other points of view. Many, many uh, YouTube videos. Pastors have gone on record saying the Jews are not Israelites. And those those, uh, videos are still up there. But uh, but if if an identian <laughs> puts such a video up, it'll be censored right away. Okay, but nevertheless, these types of videos are being allowed, and of course, with the alternative BitChute, Rumble, and uh, what have you, they're much more free with criticism of the Jews, and uh, it's become common fare on the internet now. Whereas twenty years ago, you never saw anything like it. So at the very least, we could say we're trailblazers. If only we're still reaching the remnant, and the remnant must survive, right? At least we could say we are preaching to the remnant, and the remnant are very uh, determined to stick it out till the judgment day. And uh, that's what we're going to do here at Eurofolk Radio. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the sooner that judgment day comes, the better. But... There still have a lot of uh, Israelites that need to be converted. (laughs) But that's Yahweh's decision. Yahshua said, only the Father knows when that day and hour of the judgment day will arrive. But we can't be too far off anymore because the tribulation has certainly started. Yeah, I haven't even thought about this. So let's say, okay, because we here at Eurofolk Radio declared that this tribulation, when uh, COVID was declared in January of 2020, is when we declared that the tribulation has begun. And so now we're, if it's a seven-year tribulation, 
because there's so many sevens in Scripture, it's quite possible that it will be a seven. That uh, that's the year 2020. So 2027 at the latest, <laughs> okay, for seven. But I think it's going to be sooner than that, because the the deep state, the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, and uh, the medical pharmacia beast have declared that they want to do it sooner. But they've given themselves an outside date of 2030. 2030, Agenda 2030. So we'll see how that all works out. But, man, people are really suffering. People are suffering through COVID, the lockdowns, and the uh, global dictatorship. And the, the great starvation is just starting, folks. It's just starving. It's starting. It's been a cold winter so far. Okay, let's continue. To the Pharisees, the priests who invented the religion called Judaism, Jesus said, quote, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Now, it's funny that the Judeo-Christian pastors will simply quote this last statement of this verse. I am not of this world. They neglect to read the first three statements of this sentence, the first three clauses of this sentence, because it's about the Jews. And they don't want to embarrass the Jews by making... Uh, a total statement out of this. This is John 8.23. Quote, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. John 8.37. So yeah, they are the seed of Abraham through Esau, because we're talking about Edomites who married into the Canaanite race. So they can claim to have descent from Abraham, and even from Isaac, but not from Jacob. From Esau, yes, but not from Jacob. And that's John 8, 37. You seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. Quote, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father will ye do. John eight forty four. Unfortunately for all those Christians who believe that the Jews are God's chosen race, they have been fooled because the Jews are neither Semites nor are they Hebrews, nor are they of the tribe of Judah. This deceived group includes all fundamentalists, all Christian Zionists, and all Judeo-Christians. They have all been deceived. And non-Christians have also believed this lie because they accept the lie simply because it has been repeated so often that it cannot be challenged until now, of course, Christian identity has been challenging this lie for over 100 years. The proof that the Jews are not of Judah is contained in the book of Revelation. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, actually it should be Judah or Judahites, and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, Revelation 2.9 but I'll just read it as it's stated in the KJV. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not but do lie. 
I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. You know, since the mainstream world of Christianity assumes that the Jews, uh, that the Judahites of the Old Testament are Jews, then when they read these two verses, which most of them have never read, it will be telling them that the people they believe to be Jews are actually the synagogue of Satan. <laughs> okay? So, this has got to be upsetting to them, for sure. Okay? In Revelation 3.9, Jesus Christ is addressing his faithful followers. These followers cannot possibly be Jews because the Jews have always denied him. Jesus is saying that he will eventually make these liars come and worship at the feet of the Christians who are true to him, the Christian Israelites, that is. In both cases of this translation from the King James Version, the Greek word which is translated as Jews is strong concordance, the word Judeos, meaning belonging to the tribe of Judah. That's, of course, the Old Testament definition. And the word 2455, Judas, meaning the posterity of Judah. Interestingly, there is a related word, number 2451, Judaikos, which is translated as resembling a Judean, Jewish. <laughs> okay, that's a very interesting word. To resemble someone is not the same as being someone. One who resembles can easily impersonate the real thing, since we must always distinguish between the real thing and something which resembles the real thing. We must have different words for these objects. Unfortunately, the word Jews has been used for both groups, and that's what causes the confusion. It's been used for Judahites, and it's been used for Idumeans, and it's been used for Judeans. Three completely distinct groups, completely distinct categories of people. So the accurate translation of Revelation 2.9 is this, quote, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Judahites and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, unquote. The Jews who are in reality Eudikos, not Eudeos, imposters, not real, have been pretending to be Israelites since the Jewish dispersion of 70 AD. Here we see the beginning of the great deception that the religion of Judaism has performed for the last 2,000 years of history. Judaism was not practiced by the Israelites. It was only practiced by the followers of the scribes and Pharisees. And the Pharisees were not Judas, Judah. They were rather Eudikos, only the resemblance of Judah, John 8.44. In fact, the religion called Judaism has never been practiced by the house of Israel because the house of Israel was already scattered from the Assyrian captivity starting in 745 BC into the wilderness of Europe and Asia Minor. The only exception to this rule has been when non-Jews convert to Judaism. Note well that the Jews declare descent through the mother. In contradistinction, the Old Testament and the New Testament declare descent only through the father. But of course, the mother has to be an Adamite. Read Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 3 if you doubt this, because that's where the genealogies are given. Jesus was of the house of David. The Old Testament prophesied on, the numerous, on numerous occasions the coming of the Messiah. Jesus Christ fulfilled over 100 prophecies that prove he is the Messiah. 
Yet the Pharisees thought to kill him and rejected him. Their followers still reject him today. Jesus was not a Jew by religion because he did not practice their religion, which, by the way, is not the religion of Moses. Judaism is the religion of the scribes and Pharisees. The Pharisees, seeing an opportunity to kill Jesus and claim his inheritance of the kingdom for themselves, did all in their power to eliminate him from the scene. In the parable of the traitorous husbandman, Matt 33, Matthew, sorry, oh, is missing the uh, chapter. Uh, I'm trying to guess, maybe 13? The uh, chapter is missing. It's verses 33 through 40. <laughs> Jesus tells them that they are these same tra- traitors who saved Jesus, quote, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize on his inheritance. Now, if these scribes and Pharisees were actually Judahites, they would have inherited it through his Messiahship. If they wanted Rome to stop uh, being their overlords, then a true Judahite would not want to kill the, their king. They would, want, they would want their king to take his place on the throne. So here, come let us kill him and seize on his inheritance. Again, it was not the Romans who wanted to kill him. It was the scribes and Pharisees, the Jews. Contrary to the prevailing view that that Jesus was a Jew, virtually every page of the New Testament contains vehement denunciations of their religion, which Jesus calls the tradition of the elders. Matthew 15, 2, 3, and 6. He also denounces their religion as not of God, but of the traditions of men. Mark 7, 3, 5, 8, 9, 13, and Colossians 2, 8. The truth is that Jesus was the antithesis of Judaism because they taught not the law of the Old Testament, but their own tradition, which was not of God. These traditions over time were written down and are today known as the Babylonian Talmud. The Babylonian Talmud has always been the main doctrine of the Jews, never the Torah of the Old Testament. So I see there's several typos and there's a missing chapter of Matthew here, so I need to update this before I load it up onto the new www.anglo-saxonisrael.com and I may have to go through a lot of these articles, but uh, this one here I will edit before putting it up because there's missing information here and there's a couple of verses I could include to strengthen the argument, but let's continue. Read chapter 23 of Matthew to get a taste of Jesus Christ's thorough denunciation of them and their religion of lies. It must be understood that the rabbis of Judaism have always publicly maintained the fiction that the Talmud and the Mosaic Law are the same. This fiction has been deceptively promoted to the world, but what they really believe and teach in their rabbinical schools is that the Talmud Basically, they teach the Talmud. The importance of this fact will become very clear. 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 and 15 tell us, quote, 
For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus Christ and their own prophets. So Paul tells us the Jews killed him, not the Romans. And have persecuted us. And they please not God. And are contrary to all men. The rabbis teach their subjects that this following prophecy applies to the Jews and the Jews only. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. In thee shall all the nations of the world be blessed. Genesis 12.3 This prophecy is spoken directly to and about Abraham, not the Jews. Now this prophecy cannot possibly pertain to the Jews because they have been a curse wherever they have gone. Every single nation which has blessed them by allowing them to in has, oh, has lived to regret it or has been destroyed by them. In the Middle Ages, the Jews were expelled from every European nation for their practice of usury, foreclosure, and false conversions to Christianity. Today, America has blessed them with entry into our nation, and America has blessed them with repeated donations of money, arms, and even goodwill. What has America earned for this blessing? The curses of the entire world, and even more curses from the Jews. The world now hates America because of our unwavering support of the rogue nation, the Israeli state. It is not even a nation. What kind of a nation is it that would go bankrupt without the donations and tribute of other nations? Which they don't exact by military might. They exact it by threats of assassination, bribery, intimidation, etc., etc. The Jews, excuse me, let me get a swig of my tea here. still have a touch of a cold that I caught earlier this week. The Jews themselves confirm indirectly the fact that they are not the people of the blessing because they freely admit that everywhere we go, we are persecuted. (laughs) If you were a blessing, why would you be persecuted? Everywhere we go, the specter of anti-Semitism follows us. The question is, does it follow them or do they bring it with them? It is a historical fact that in every nation that they have dwelt, they have always agitated for special privileges for themselves at the expense of the native population. Two modern examples of this fact, without the citizens being aware, are the building of Holocaust museums at taxpayers' expense and the passing of laws against denying the Holocaust. These are egregious examples of how the Jews manipulate the societies which have blessed them with a welcome in. Contrary, (laughs) actually any Christian who sees a Jew coming, uh, you have to turn that welcome mat over or just fold it up. (laughs) Because you don't want them coming into your house. They will destroy your house and your home as they have done to nations. Okay. Contrary to what Genesis 12.3 states, the Jews have always returned the blessing with a curse by abusing the hospitality of the host nations. This is proof that the prophecy does not apply to them. The fact is that the Jews, rabbis, and Zionists have never had a nation of their own, so how can they be the fulfillment of the prophecy and now shalt be a father of many nations? Genesis 17.4 
What are the many nations the Jews have fathered or mothered? The only one is Israel. And that, they, they only hang, hang to it by extortion and by genocide of the Palestinian people. What nations have the Jews founded? Only one, the false and deceptive Israeli state, which is in reality the abomination of desolation and the border of wickedness. It was founded by Jewish money, and it survives only because the Jews, as an international entity, use their money, power, and influence to deceive the rest of the world into believing the lie that they are the children of Israel. The Jewish author Bernard J. Bomberger points out in his book, The Story of Judaism, that, quote, with the fall of the temple, the power of the priests and hence the Sadducean party practically disappeared. Pharisaism was no longer a sect, but the Judaism of the overwhelming majority, unquote. Well, that is the overwhelming majority of the Jews, certainly not the Judahites or the dispersed Israelites of the Greco-Roman world. But this is admitting that Pharisaism is the true source of their religion. And we just call it the Talmud today. It took them quite a while to codify and write down the principles of the Talmud because they were simply, let's, let's call them maxims of the rabbis for hundreds of years, the false claim that Moses kept an oral law and transmitted only to the rabbis, but there were no Jews in the Old Testament. They had nothing to do with writing the Old Testament. So where did they get it from? Well, uh, earlier today we talked about the Nethinim. The Nethinim were scribes and, uh, how should I put it, day laborers, workers employed by the house of David and the house of Solomon. Some of them were Gibeonites, which meant that they were Canaanites, but they were working uh, for the Israelites. And there were other uh, employees of the Israelites. When the uh, priesthood got tired of doing the, the day labor, <laughs> they, hired, they hired it out, right? That's what they did. These people were called the Nethinim, the day, the day laborers. So this is how the Edomites began to familiarize their, themselves with our religion. And so, so they could have been taking notes for a long, long time. You're talking about 900 B.C.? Working for David and Solomon? They've been taking notes, folks, because they have all this time intended to overthrow us. There is a subtle deception here. Bamberger would, would lead us to believe that the Pharisees superseded the Sadducees. But Scripture tells us repeatedly that it was the Pharisees who sought most fervently to discredit and kill Jesus. It was the Pharisees who agitated for the death of Christ, and their success demonstrates their power, even against Pilate, who thought Christ innocent and, wa and washed his hands of the crucifixion. Read your Bible. Christians, find out for yourself what your apostate clergymen have been withholding from you. If you are still unconvinced that Judaism and the Mosaic Law are not the same, here are a few more Jewish Talmudic experts commenting on their own religion. 
Quote, Judaism is not the religion of the Bible. Unquote. Rabbi Ben Zion Boxer, that's B-O-K-S-E-R, from his book, Judaism and the Christian Predicament. Quote, You will notice that a great difference exists between the Jewish and Christian religions. There is no such thing as a Judeo-Christian religion, unquote. Thus spake Rabbi Magal in the National Jewish Information Service, August 21, 1961. Quote, Judaism is specifically the religion of a Jewish community living among the Gentile peoples and is to be distinguished from the religion of ancient Israel. Unquote. Standard Encyclopedia, Volume 14. You can't get much clearer than that. Finally, from Scripture, Beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Luke 12.1 Can there be any doubt as to whom the Gospels refer when they talk about the religion of the Pharisees and their lies, hypocrisy, and treachery? From the above, we can say categorically that the popularly promoted Jewish myth that Christianity emerged from Judaism is a lie. And the rabbis know it is a lie. The reality is that Christianity is the logical continuation of the Old Testament. Judaism is, for all intents and purposes, the denial of the Old Testament because the Talmud distorts its meaning for the devious purposes of the rabbis. And the Gospels clearly show that Christianity and Judaism diverge on almost every major creed. Indeed, as Rabbi Magal said, the two have nothing in common. The essence of Judaism is the denial of Christ and God, Yahweh, of course. According to Second John 2.22, He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. The essence of Christianity is the acceptance of Christ and God. One is the religion of truth. The other is the religion of lies. Of the deceived people in the end times, John 16.1 tells us, Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. Jesus is talking to his followers, the undeceived church. Those who have been deceived will participate with the Antichrist in killing the innocents. How many Palestinian Christians have been killed by the Zionists while Christian fundamentalists applaud in the name of Jesus Christ? How many Palestinians have been butchered by the Zionist henchmen of the false state of Israeli just for being non-Jews? What did these innocent Palestinians ever do to the Jews that they deserve this occupation, oppression, and genocide at the hands of the Zionists? Christian Zionists have participated in this gross crime because they have been deceived by the Antichrist Zionist International into believing that this is God's will. Mark thirteen fourteen. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand, then let him that be in Judea flee to the mountains. Yet this verse was fulfilled in 70 A.D. when the non-Jewish inhabitants of Jerusalem were allowed to escape their execution. 
But the followers of the Pharisees were adamant in their rebellion, and they suffered annihilation and their own dispersion, a dispersion which has nothing to do with the much earlier dispersion of the lost ten tribes of Israel, which began in 745 B.C. But Mark 13:14 is due to be fulfilled again because the synagogue of Satan is once more standing in the holy place. They have recaptured Jerusalem, thus fulfilling the prophecy of Isaac to his son Esau, who was Jacob's rebellious brother, quote, And by thy sword shalt thou live, and serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. Genesis 27:40. Okay, this is Isaac speaking to Esau. Next, And Esau hated Jacob, verse 41, because Jacob had received a greater blessing. What was that blessing? With about six minutes left. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, and blessed be and blessed thee. So these were words spoken to Jacob, not to the Jews. This is Genesis twenty-seven twenty-nine. It is a fact that the descendants of Jacob, Israel, are none other than the Anglo-Saxon, Caucasian, and Celtic peoples. These are the people as the nations of Western civilization, Europe, America, Canada, Australia, and others, who brought civilization to the world. Have the Jews brought civilization to the world? Not hardly. They are parasites off of civilization. As a result of the Christianization of these Anglo-Saxons, the world has been blessed by our spreading of the gospel, by our promotion of liberty, and by our technological advancements. The world has been blessed because of these people who are the descendants of Abraham and Jacob and the heirs of the blessings given to them through us. So if the Jews are not the people of the blessing, who are they? In Deuteronomy 28, 43 and 44, God tells us, Jacob Israel, that we will be cursed if we do not obey his law. Okay? The curses and the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 are always upon us. Quote, The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Is it all possible that the Jews are borrowing from the Anglo-Saxons? Or is it the other way around? And has their money-lending practices given them dominion over us, not vice versa? It's very obvious what the reality is. Throughout history, which ethnic, which ethnic group has always been the world's leading money-lenders? Today, the moneylenders have taken over society. Esau, Jacob's rebellious brother, founded the nation of Edom. Herod the Great, an Idumean, was an Edomite who assumed control of the nation of Judah by deception. 
He was a stranger who had taken over the leadership of the house of Judah, and he tried to kill Jesus while yet a baby. Isaiah 34.5 tells us this about the Idumeans and Edomites. Quote, For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumea and upon the people of my curse to judgment. Unquote. These are the rebellious ones who refuse to accept Jesus Christ. And every single Old Testament prophet has condemned the Edomites, known as Jews today, time and time again. Today, Herod's relatives, the Jews of Edom, have risen above Israel very high. They lend to us, and we do not lend to them. They have, as advisors to our Christian leaders and as moneylenders to our unsuspecting people, led us down the path to perdition. Could it be any more obvious that Esau has taken the dominion over Jacob in these end times? The moneylenders have again taken control of the temple, and the average Christian, and they want to build a third temple to reinstitute their damnable animal sacrifices. And the average Christian has no idea that these Edomites are not really Israelites. And since their invasion of Palestine is based on their claim to being Israel, their occupation is fraudulent. The synagogue of Satan is committed is committing genocide in the name of Israel. Committing genocide in our name, don't you know? These are the signs of the times. This is the reality of who is Israel. And we have spent a lot of time here at Eurofolk Radio and in our various radio incarnations from 2023 on, I'm sorry, from 2003 on. And we have been broadcasting, we've been preaching it from the housetops, folks. We will continue to do so until the second coming. Thanks for being with us. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. We'll continue to study next week. Take care, everybody, and have a much better 2023 than 2022. Amen. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.